0: what we're doing and why we're doing it. Um, I know some people can give talks like this and not have notes and I'm really jealous of them because I'm looking at my notes. (laughs) So um, I'm here, my intention here is to provide encouragement because I think we could all use some encouragements. Um, And there's a story I want to tell that I like a lot and I refer to it often. And it is this student goes to his teacher and he says, teacher, I can't calm down. I can't concentrate. The world's a terrible place and I don't believe in myself. What should I do? I'm feeling really discouraged. What should I do? And the teacher said, go encourage others. Go encourage others. And to me, that's super meaningful because when I feel discouraged, that's exactly what helps me is I wanna go encourage others. So. I think it feels like the world's in trouble today right and also it's hard in a lot of ways to concentrate and to calm down and to settle down right so the truth is that meditation is is, it is hard you have to work at it because it's easy it's easy to find reasons to not do it and that's why having a plan helps so it helps a lot to say, okay, in this time and in this place, it's going to be my meditation practice and it's going to happen and I'm not going to give myself the chance to get out of it. So that's sort of what I've done here because I don't have a chance to get out of it, right? I'm mm-hmm. sitting up here. so um, that. But that routine helps a lot. And it also, right, I can't make an excuse. I really would rather, I want to watch Mindhunter on Netflix right now. I don't want to meditate, but... I'm here because I've set a time and place and that makes me do it. So if you come here again, you'll be making yourself do it. So that helps. And in, in addition to that, um, doing it in a group helps too. Although it's a solitary practice, working with our minds, we can start to feel like we have other people to encourage us. It's like going to the gym with a friend. Even if you don't talk while you're working out, it's still, it still helps to do it with somebody else. And that matters. So. I can say, I'm here to encourage you, and I'm also here to encourage myself. And another thing, and what I want to say about meditation that maybe people don't say that much, is to me it's about it's about giving yourself space to be real and learning how to be real. And that is putting down your shit and learning to be more genuine in your life. Because if we do this for a while, we start to realize, oh, I'm telling myself myself all sorts of stories, and... Some of those are just, some of, maybe a lot of those are just made up, and especially we tell ourselves things about ourselves that aren't true as well. I used to um, I used to think about myself that I was a very quiet and withdrawn person and that I didn't want people to pay attention to me, and that is not true. And I had to do meditation practice for a long time to realize, oh, why do I, why do I think that about myself? Because it's, it's not true. I want a lot of attention, so... <laughs> So, but I told myself this thing that was completely false for years and years. And so that's what I mean by being more genuine. It's just learning about the lies we tell ourselves about ourselves. And the lies we tell ourselves about other people, too. We're constantly putting labels on everything in the world around us. And sometimes those labels don't serve us very well. So, for example, um, and I won't go far into this, but if I see somebody in an NRA hat, and I say NRA hat because I don't want to say a red hat, but if I see somebody in an NRA hat, I, I automatically I start to think things about that person, and that's not fair. That's not fair, I don't know them. So, that's a way I'm labeling the world around me. And what I want to be is more real and more genuine, and so that's, what i do for meditation practice and that is where i come from in my in my teaching and um gosh you'll find meditation teachers that don't talk about real life and i don't like that because i want to talk about real life and you'll also find meditation teachers who kind of put on kind of a weird like sing-songy voice like okay and now we're gonna pay attention to the breath. I don't like that either. So I don't, I don't do any of that. I just talk normally the whole time and I really want to be open and authentic. And I think that a lot of teachers will create distance that I don't think needs to be there. So with that being said, I don't want to run this group in a top-down way. I want people to come give me ideas. And even if somebody wants to lead a meditation here, I'd be thrilled because I'd relax and not do it. So, um, So anyway, if anybody has suggestions, I really like those, and those will mean a lot to me. And I just want to say about, um, I I call this Monday Night Zen Meditation, and I thought about just calling it Monday Night Meditation. And I call it that because what we just did was a Zen-style meditation, and it's what I practice, and that is, um... My teaching is informed by Zen stories and Zen philosophy, so that's why I called it that. Although I do... I want to be all things, and I want to reach people where they are, and I want to... um, I want people who don't care at all about spirituality or philosophy and who don't give a shit about the word Zen. I want them to be able to come. And I do want that, and I think I can get those people. But I also wanted to call it Zen because... Um. I'm a Zen Buddhist. There are four really big Tibetan Buddhist communities in Kansas City. And when I think about that, I think, where's my diversity at? And I don't know if I'm the only one or not, but I think there are people that are interested in other things here. And not that I have any problem with those, but man, four big ones of Tibetan Buddhism. That is weird. So I wanted to see if I could offer something different. But at the same time... um, There are a few things that I decided to stay away from, and those things are uh, robes, chanting, and bowing. And because I think those things kind of, people think that's weird and they don't come back, or people are scared off by those things. And the truth is we don't need them because what we're learning to do is to be fully present in what's in our surroundings and what's real rather than wearing a costume or chanting in a foreign language or doing anything else. We want to be here, and I think those things can take us out of here sometimes. So um, that's what I wanted to talk about. So are there any questions or comments from anyone? Chanting throws me off too. It takes me out of stillness. That is good. I thought I was the only one. And I think, I think that could have its place. You can have a chanting event you go to, because I do sometimes, but I don't want to do it here. I consider myself uh, a skeptic of spirituality, and so what you said really resonates with me. I just want to do something that's helping me be my best self, and it's not focus-pocus. hmm That's what it's for, being your best self. I think of it... Man, and I think I've said this before, and maybe I'll say it always, but I think it's like flossing, because... I really know I need to floss and also I don't do it <laughs> and I think we can all relate to that because we know flossing is good for us and we don't do it and we know meditation is good for us and it's hard to do and a lot of the time we just don't do it when we should so we have to I know I had to do this elaborate thing to get myself to do it so we got to do what we got to do to get ourselves to do it because not doing it is really easy Thank you. Thank you for coming. Um, Do you have any advice on falling asleep? Because usually when I meditate, like two-thirds of the time, I fall asleep. Oh, man. Which is very interesting because I didn't sleep. I work overnight, and I didn't sleep much today, so I shouldn't have been falling asleep very much here, but I didn't. You didn't fall asleep. Okay, did you... um, So I recommended eyes-open practice. Did you do eyes-open practice? You closed your eyes, and you still didn't fall asleep well i guess i did a great job no um (laughs) so i would say the i like these chairs but they're also it's not the same as my couch right so i think i have a habit of falling asleep sitting in my couch and so i think of like these chairs i wonder if i had this at home if i would fall asleep in it maybe we should get chairs like these so um, (laughs) i don't know did the instruction help you yeah, but I think it's also the, the group, there's something about a group energy and as well as the the space in here, because I think a lot of things happen you know, maybe to change the energy. Oh well that there's a lot of energy here, right? And also we're right next to a coffee shop. There's energy in there too. <laughs> um, there's kids over there. So but I think that's true. It is there's a lot more potential to accidentally fall asleep if you're alone by yourself. Alone by yourself. Who talks like that? There's a lot more potential to fall asleep if you're alone than if you're in a group, right? You're in a group, you're surrounded by people you don't know, so it's not that relaxing, right? And that's good because then your mind can be alert and you can stay with the practice instead of going to sleep. Yeah? So the, um, the, eyes, the eyes open, I mean, for me, I'm a very visual person and i found in the past that you know my eyes are telling stories too. Is that something, is there a, a, a home to get over with that? I mean, because... Uh, what kind of stories did your eyes tell today? They're they just gonna... taking things in, colors and patterns okay. on the floor is... pictures. Man, I, I wish, this, wish the floor uh, was more boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I guess, you know, in closing my eyes, I feel like I'm shutting down one of the senses that might tell stories, but I'm I'm, I'm really curious about... Doing that with the eyes open because it feels like it does feel like a different approach. I think I think um if you do it for a while, I think the situation will get better mm. as far as that goes. I know I find that when I my eyes are closed, I'm picturing things. So sure. but um that said, like if you look at like if you come here again and you sit right there next time and you look at the same patch of floor, I think you get used to it and it will slowly get less interesting to you and then it won't be a point of distraction anymore. But that said, if you're in a different place all the time, well, then that's not gonna, that's not gonna work. I'm the same as you, where I like I, I can't have my eyes open because I'm more distracted, mm-hmm. um, and I have to keep my eyes closed in order to really, you know, get rid of that sense. And then I think, well, there's probably a reason if you practice with your eyes open. Then as you're living your day, if you're more used to that, you can be more in a mindful setting throughout the day so if you get used to that. I'm not there, but like sure. I understand why that would be really beneficial well, that, that, to have that practice. I like that a lot because I think about... I know some people like to go on meditation events that are in the middle of nowhere and it's far away and it's really quiet. And I think that... Um, If there's a little bit of sound, I think that's helpful to me because what I'm training in is being mindful and I don't live in a quiet world, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to be mindful in my day-to-day. So I I think that could be kind of the same thing, right? Once you learn how to be really mindful with your eyes closed, well, that's great. But how often are your eyes closed, right? So I think that's really useful as a as a practice to try to develop. That's really good. That actually leads to another question I had too, which is that this um, style of meditation feels very similar to mindfulness-based things that I've done. I'm wondering how you might distinguish Zen meditation from that, or if it's just really more having to do with the teachings. So um, I I wouldn't distinguish it very much. I think okay. the Zen tradition, um, because I talk about Zen stories, that's really the biggest difference, because the mindfulness tradition comes from Theravada Buddhism originally, and Zen does too. So the practice is is very, very similar, I think. Yeah, that's all I have to say about that. It's very similar. Thank you. -hmm. Okay, Um, I think we'll go for the day. Thank you for coming, everybody. I've got a sign-in sheet for my email newsletter, and um, there's a donation bowl, and if you feel compelled to put money in it, you can, but if you don't, I'm I'm paying for this space, but I can afford it, so don't worry about it. I don't want anybody to not come if they can't pay, so thank you. Thank you. I said no bows, and I just bowed. (laughs) Bowing to people is different than bowing to statues. (laughs) Right at that. Thank you for listening and have a good day.